0: idea of conflict and this is something that we're obviously seeing a lot of right now in our culture and it's not unusual for people to go through situations of conflict but the problem is I think more and more we've created a society and grown comfortable in a society where conflict is not just normal, but it's actually encouraged. It's it's kind of competitive conflict, where you really try to see, you know, who can come up with the biggest, you know, mic drop to, to make their point and make sure the other side gets it. And so there's a couple aspects that we're seeing in this. And one of the biggest ones, obviously, is politically, we see so much discussion about who's right and who's wrong, uh, who deserves to be in power? Who doesn't? And at the end of the day, I think we have to step back from what we think needs to happen, from what we think is the right and the wrong, and actually begin to look at how are we supposed to respond to situations that we see in the world? Even if what we're seeing is wrong, even if I'm not happy with what's ending up happening in government or in, in, in other spheres, what what am I called to do? What's my response? And somehow some way our culture is tiptoed down this social media slope of anonymous expression of ideas where where we just say what's at the top of our mind without any fear of consequence it's really saying things we would never say to somebody in person in real life and yet we say it online and the massive just bashing and anger and hatred on all sides. I'm not I'm not saying from one side or the other. Really, I'm seeing it on all sides. And one of the things that you'll find when you when you get to know me is I'm happy to share my opinion with people, but I don't have a need to convince people of my rightness online in social media in spheres where I don't actually have influence. And I think that's an important point because when we look at conflict, you have to ask yourself the question, do I actually have influence? And I think that's something that we don't often equate those two ideas together. You know, if I'm having an argument with my wife, I have influence with her and she has influence with me. You know, one of the things about influence is often it goes both ways. And so when I give her my opinion about something, she's going to weigh it more heavily, heavily than some random guy on the street who just says, you know, his opinion about something. Conversely, because we have connection, because we have rel- relationship, ultimately because I have influence with her, I also give her influence with me because I care about what, what she says and what she thinks. So that means that a lot of times we talk and sometimes we're able to come to an agreement, but a lot of times instead of agreement, we land on understanding you know, when we talk about certain kind of arguments, we don't always get to a who is right, who is wrong. Sometimes it's a draw, and we just decide, you know, I understand you. I may not agree with what you're feeling or your approach right now, but I want to understand where you're coming from. And I think in this world of social media, you know, we, we act as though we have more influence than we really do. And I think the unfortunate result of this is that we speak to people that we don't know as if we do. We make judgments about people and about their lives that we don't know, as if we do. And because of that, we end up saying things that might be perfectly fine to somebody that you have that relationship and that influence with. But in the world of social media, it just comes off as tone deaf and immature. and, And ultimately, it's not effective. It doesn't change minds. You know, you might get people who agree with that to join the discussion and and share what they agree with. But more often than not, you're also going to draw in disagreeing voices. And it creates this big clamoring back and forth argument. And I think one of the downsides that we see of social media, like I said, is just this anonymity. Nobody knows who you are, so you have the freedom to say whatever you want. But I think there's something really important around this idea of influence. I think influence is something that that scripturally we look at, and as believers, we are called to have influence in the world. In fact, that's one of the very reasons that Simple Kingdom exists, because we want to help believers who have a, a business mindset or business dream... To make an impact in their world, not just to bring income for their family, although that's a massive part of what we want to see happen. We believe that healthy families that are blessed financially are going to have a bigger impact. But also to help people to think beyond that and to think, how is the business that I'm doing eventually going to make a bigger impact for the kingdom? So impact and influence are huge topics in what we're trying to talk about. And I think that we have to learn that influence is not something that you have just because you have the loudest voice in the room. Influence is not something that you have because you're able to posture yourself or appear louder or stronger or more uh, well-versed than the people around you. Influence is something that we gain. And I think it's really interesting when you look at the life of Mordecai in the Bible. Mordecai is a really interesting character that we don't talk a lot about. We talk a lot about Esther, and of course, what she did was massive in the Bible. But the story of Mordecai, he has this man who is speaking against him, and it's almost kind of a demonic attack of, you know, everything that Mordecai stands for is under attack by Haman. Haman is preparing a gallows against him. He's preparing orders of the king against his whole people. Haman wants this guy down and out. And if you look at what Mordecai does, his response, he doesn't actively campaign against the evil of Haman. He has this overlord, this ruler over him. Now, again, this isn't this situation where it's somebody that's distant from him that he doesn't like, that's somebody that's doing the wrong thing, that's in leadership, that's far away. A lot more often in our world, we have people we dislike or disagree with or or really want to tell everybody how wrong they are, but they're not even anywhere near us. They're so far away and distant that we don't have any influence with them, and we definitely aren't majorly, personally being impacted by them. But in this story of of Mordecai, he he is imminently, like right in the middle of his personal life, being impacted by the decisions that Haman's making. And his response is to go about doing what he does. It's to go about his daily business. It's to worship the Lord. It's to pray for his people. It's to try to prepare Esther for the influence that she does have. And you'll notice Mordecai doesn't try to muster up influence where he doesn't have it, but he recognizes where influence is and he empowers that. Empowering positive influence, empowering kingdom influence is a billion times more impactful than trying to speak against or decry or denounce or, or you know cancel influence that we disagree with or that is evil. Mordecai takes the influence he has and he recognizes my greatest influence is with the Lord in the place of prayer. And my greatest influence is with my niece Esther and, and helping equip her and empower her and encourage her with the influence that she has. But he doesn't manipulate. He doesn't speak out against Haman. And as a result of the posture that he takes, the influence of the kingdom of heaven. Now notice this. This isn't just about the influence of Mordecai This is ultimately, we need to make our influence about more than just what I want to see happen, but the influence of the kingdom itself. And because of his posture, Mordecai increases the influence of the kingdom of heaven. And then that echoes through Esther. And ultimately, every weapon that Haman had been planning against Mordecai gets turned back onto himself. I want to encourage us that in a culture that is telling you Your voice is powerful. Your voice is important. We need to magnify and echo voices and all of this stuff. And then we need to shame and silence and dismiss voices. It's not the way the kingdom works. And if you're going to fight that way, you have every right to. But I can guarantee you, your impact is not going to be in kingdom. Your impact is going to be maybe getting a couple other people that agree with you to come around and say the same thing. Maybe get some, some voices and some discussions stirred up. Maybe create some contention online. But at the end of the day, if we're called to make a kingdom impact, there is a certain posture that we need to have because it is a kingdom posture that will bring a kingdom impact. And if we try to pick up the tools and the weapons that the world is using and try to use them, even if we're trying to use them for the right things, you will not see life coming as a result. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I want every aspect of my life to be ordered around bringing the life of God into the world around me. And I know that will never happen if I'm using my voice to criticize, to demean, to cancel, to try to correct somebody that I really have no influence with. But the people I do have influence with... I'm going to love, I'm going to empower, and I'm going to encourage. And as a result of that, the limited influence that I have now, I believe that God magnifies it and expands it. And you see that influence expand in the very people that you're encouraging. And because of that, I believe that that is slow growth, but that is how we transform a city. It's not the loudest voice that's going to make the biggest impact. It's the one that postures itself in the place of greatest kingdom culture. It's the one that postures itself with the nature of Jesus and says, I'm going to use his way. I'm going to use his weapons. I'm going to use his words. I'm going to use his methods. And that is going to magnify what happens around me. Now, may, my voice may not be the loudest. People may not look at me and go, oh, yeah, look at how right he is. I may not get all the credit for saying the things that that are so well said and so convincing that... That, you know, people look to me as a, as a representative of the cause. But if I can have the eyes of Jesus and his heart approving of what I'm doing, if I can do it in his way, I'm going to trust in him to bring the result. I'm not going to try to manipulate the result with my words or my actions, but I'm going to try to do it in his way. And I believe that when we couch ourselves and posture ourselves in that place, that's when we're gonna see our families prosper, our businesses prosper, our cities prosper, our nation prosper. We are not going to change the world by proving to everybody around us that we are correct. We're gonna change the world through the posture of love. That's what Jesus did, that's what we're called to do. So I wanna encourage you to analyze and evaluate where you've been using your voice to try to echo the methods of the world. And it's not for you to feel shame, but it's for you to evaluate and identify where you can grow, where we can do better. Because as we pick up his weapons, we're going to get his results. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Simple Kingdom Podcast. I hope you have an amazing day. And I pray that your business, your ideas, that your family, your health are blessed in the name of Jesus. Take care.